Now then, <laughs> once again, there's a directive that's given to us in the Bible that really is primary to this pathway and really to spiritual liberation. And that is, seek first the kingdom of God, and all else shall be given unto you. And that's what we are focused here in doing. We ask you to meditate every day, spend some time focusing inside, and share your loving with God and open to receive God's loving. That's an action of seeking God's kingdom. And that's the key, and that's the goal. We are here not to go into all the different psychic, metaphysical, earthly realms to experience. We've done that. We're doing that. What we're here to do now is to rise above all of that and wake up into the truth of who we are in God. And not just wake up, but begin to have experience in that awakening. That's the part that says, and all else shall be given. Truly then, if you begin to seek God first in your meditation every day and make that your goal, your direction, your action, everything else will be given to you. Any awarenesses, any understandings, any completions, any actions to take in the world or inside yourself or in the realms of spirit will be given to you. That's how I've always functioned. I always, as a very early child on, put God first. Before I knew of this directive in the Bible, I always put God first. And because of that, all this other has been given. All this other has been opened up and revealed to me, not because I sought it, because believe me, there's a lot of this that I would not have sought after. But it was given by God so that I could fulfill what I'm here to do, but also that I could be fulfilled as a spirit, as a soul, waking up into the divinity that we are. So keep this pathway simple for yourself and seek God first. Seek the kingdom of heaven. Seek God first. And truly, all else will be given. Now, all else that will be given, it may not be all the stuff that you've been longing for and asking for and thinking that you deserve and all of that. It may be something totally different. But believe me, whatever else is given will be more than anything you've ever asked for, and it's really that which God wants for you. Now, isn't that something better to have in your life, having that which God wants for you, rather than what your mind and emotions and body want? Why be limited? Why not have it all? And believe me, 
when you do come into the presence of God, the knowing of God, the loving of God, the awakening into God, you realize there's so much more that you did not even have an inkling of that is there for you to receive, to partake of, and to fulfill. So let go of all the little imaginings, the desires, the needs, the wants, and let go of your complaining and griping and sorrow and anger and frustration as well. Because all of that, all of that gets in the way. This is about having a relationship with God one-on-one, a direct relationship of sitting down and going inside and waking up. And in that awakening, you will know. You will know you and God and God and you. And you will know that you are a child of God. And you will know so many other things because it will be given to you to know, to be aware, to have clarity and to have understanding. For years and years and years, I prayed, and I still do, asking that God give me clarity, wisdom, and understanding. And that's what we want. We want to have clarity of who we are and how all this is and why is it. We want to have clarity and wisdom and understanding so that we can live the fulfillment of ourselves and the fulfillment of what God wants us to fulfill. And believe me, God has something greater in mind for you than you can imagine. So why not give up all the imaginings, all the wish lists, all the needs, physically, emotionally, mentally, and just let God begin to reveal to you, bring to you that which is for you. It was also interesting, Brian was talking about his emojis. Well, years ago, when I was about 20 years old, I started really sharing a lot at the age of 19. And at the age of 20, I was talking a great deal about dreams and talking about dream interpretation and helping people to begin to understand how to interpret their dreams. And I spoke a great deal about the unspoken language of God, which is I said, a language of symbols. And I said, one day I maybe will write a book about this language of symbols so that people could begin to decipher for themselves the symbols in their dreams and begin to speak that language of God, of spirit, inside themselves and understand the conversation that God is having with them in a greater way. Well, now you know. The symbols are emojis. 
and it's for you to interpret what those emojis mean. <laughs> that or ask the source of the emojis coming at you, what in the heck do these symbols mean? That's what I would do when I was a child. When I was a child and in my teens, I asked God to reveal to me, what do these dreams mean? What are you trying to tell me? And in asking, I received an understanding of the symbols. I understood the language of symbols that God was speaking to me in. And the key to it all was I was putting God first. And I was creating an avenue of communication with God that loving creates. And in that way, God was able to share with me, to reveal to me greater depth, greater understanding of my language of symbols and my dreams and give me greater clarity of my out-of-body experiences through all of that. And the one thing that really helped me to do a lot of that was the action of journaling, of sitting down every day and writing what my meditation experience was, what my experience during the day was, what revelations I might have had, and what did all those things mean to me. In some days, my meditations would be quite lengthy and very revealing and very full, and I'd be writing a great deal. And other times, my meditations would be a little bit quiet and maybe dull, and I wasn't quite so focused in my action of meditation and sharing and being with God, so therefore, I didn't go into the movement and the action of that. So then that day, my journals were just a few words. But I found that the more I journaled, whether it was just a few words saying, well, not much happened today, but I did see this or I felt that, just putting all this down, it seemed to open a door for me. So if you want to have experience and you're not having experiences in your meditation or in your dreams, start journaling. Start writing it down because it opens a door in your consciousness. There's a part of you that will say, oh, you want to remember. I didn't know you wanted to know that. I didn't know you wanted to remember that. I was just sitting here letting you have your experience and wasn't really paying much attention. But I'll start paying attention and I'll start sharing with you what happened. What's going on? What you need to remember? Just didn't know you wanted that. And that's what journaling does. It begins to connect the dots inside of you to open that door <clears throat> of remembrance where you begin to have a greater flow of conscious knowing from one realm to another, from one experience to another. And then, by writing it down and going over it 
periodically, you begin to really decipher for yourself what symbols that are there for you. And you begin to speak that inner language. You begin to understand it and speak it with yourself, for yourself. So if you really are not having inner experiences in your meditation or in your dreams, journal. I don't know how many times we've talked about it. Those people that are journaling are having a greater connectivity of awareness from one level to another, from the inner to the outer and the outer to the inner, because they have opened up that line of communication. It really does work. And it's amazing what can come forward for you. So rather than sit and complain, well, nothing happens, I never see anything, I don't hear anything, I don't have any dreams, or whatever, take action in your life. Stop complaining and take action. Isn't that what we're always talking about here? Stop being in reaction, complaining, griping, blaming, and start taking action. Journaling, meditating, being forgiving, accepting, and loving, taking responsibility for your thoughts and your feelings, your actions, and your reactions. And you'll find life will line up in a different way and flow and move in a greater way the way you would really like to see it happen. We are the ones that are in charge of our lives. We are the ones that are in charge of our outer and our inner process. Now, sure, in the outer, you're not fully in charge. I'm sure if you were fully in charge of the outer, your life would be a little bit different, if not a great deal more different than it is today. But you are in charge. You can make decisions, you can make choices, you can take actions, and you can change the course of those actions. So you are in charge in the outer at that level. But on the inner, you are in charge. Do nothing, and the inner stays pretty quiet, and nothing much happens. But if you begin to take action in your inner life, you're going to see something happen. Because where you put energy into motion, where you put energy into action, you get responses. The law of physics is what? For every action, there's an equal reaction. Well, in spirit, it isn't a reaction, it is another action. It opens the door to greater action. So take action, be in action in everything you do. And be in action morning, noon, and night. Be in action in your dream state. See if you in your dream state can begin to take charge 
of some of the things that are unfolding or that you can begin to direct it called lucid dreaming and direct it more into a spiritual awakening, a spiritual action. I only say that because I know that that's how I did a lot of this. I began to take charge over my dreams. When you're being chased down a hallway by this great monster, and every once in a while, there we are again, running down that hallway, and the same monster's after me. And I'm just running for my life. Well, one day, I stopped. I just said, that's it. I'm tired of this. I turned around, and I looked at it, and I said, if you want to kill me, kill me. And it stopped, and it looked at me, and I took a step forward, like, come on, come on, I'm, I'm here, come on. And I took a step forward, and it took a step backward. And I went, well, that's interesting. So I took another step forward, and it took another step back. And I said, what, you don't want to be closer to me than this? I thought you were going to kill me. I thought you wanted to hurt me. So come on. And I took a few more steps, and it was starting to move rather quickly backward. And then I started chasing it, and it ran away. And then I realized I can direct my inner life. I can be more in charge of it. I don't have to react. I can take action. And that's what we can do in our daily life out here as well as our inner life. We can take charge. In the outer life, pay attention and realize that a lot of the things that cause you disturbance is because you're going into reaction with something. You're running, trying to get away from something, you're hiding, you're lying, because you don't want to have to face the responsibility that goes with telling the truth. So you avoid. Look and see what is it that is going on there. And you can simplify your outer and your inner life very quickly if you just take action in everything you do. You are the creator of everything that you are experiencing. You are the creator of it. Boy, what a creation. I hope you like it. But guess what? You're still the creator of your life. So you can change what you've created. You can go in and transform and change and move things in such a way that you can begin to step into more of the picture that you really want in your life. It's just all up to you.
in counselings one-on-one and in talking to groups, I've met people who, after hearing that, go, well, that's just a bunch of bull. I don't believe that. I didn't create this mess I'm in, and I can't change it. You may not be able to change some of the physical things in your life, but you can certainly change that which is in the mind, in the emotions, and in the body consciousness, the attitudes, the reactions, the responses, the fears, the angers, the frustration, so that you begin to live the life that you're in in a more joyful, loving way. And you'll find that if you're living your life in a more loving and joyful way, that your life outwardly will change. Because certain people will drop away because they don't like that. They can't control you. They can't get reaction out of you. So they leave to go find somebody else. And all of a sudden, things are a little bit quieter in your life. And so you can create all kinds of movement and change if you just take action. Journaling is action. Meditation is action. Take action. You have to do the work. Brian and I can help and give direction. We can give clarity and understanding. And we can give initiation, which is the action that you really want to take. Because then you allow the Holy Spirit to act with you in all things. And then there's no way to avoid the action. Because the Holy Spirit is ever going to call you online to step forward and do, to step forward and do, to take action. So the next time you're on your computer or on your cell phone and you go to use an emoji, just remember that's one of the symbolic languages of God trying to communicate with you and the God in you trying to communicate with another. Look and see what is it you're really saying. Why are you using that emoji and not this one? And just see if you can kind of get into that, that current at that level of creation as well. Because God is in everything. God is everything. If God isn't in it, it doesn't exist. Even though this is all illusion, it's not real, all this that's around us and this body, it is here because the God that is in you, the God that is in me, has brought it forward into a state of being. We have put God into all of this through us to give it a state of reality. The moment that God withdraws, the reality also withdraws. And the illusion is seen for what it really is. 
If you don't know that yet, be with somebody who's making transition and see what happens at the moment they take the last breath. When God withdraws from that body, everything that you knew to be real about that person, you're going to discover very quickly, was in a sense an illusion. Because that which was real has withdrawn. So, in all things, be loving, and in all things, seek God first. And in doing that, you will truly understand, have clarity, all things will be given. You won't be asking questions, you'll just be doing life. Because the questions will have been answered, the illusions will have stepped back so that you can really live life the way that God and you intends it. And you can have a sense of fulfillment in each day that you walk this place and each day that you go inside and walk there as well. When Ruby said, wake up, wake up, he didn't mean wake up in the world. He meant wake up inside. Wake up. Really wake up inside and know the truth of who you are. Know the truth of God in you. Know the truth. And then don't go back to sleep. Don't turn away from that truth and get caught back up in the illusion in the outer. Meditation is a way by which to wake up. Meditation is a way by which to put God first. Meditation is a way by which all else shall be given. And you know what? If all else is given to you, you're not going to have to write Brian all the time. <laughs> Matter of fact, he might be writing you. Who knows? <laughs> So that's my talk for the day, just short and sweet.